welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer and author and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you. Hello everyone, it's Danielle Young from Collective Family Law Group. Thanks for tuning in again. Um, today I'm going to quickly go through with you some information. Um, currently in the court, in the Federal Circuit Court, the courts are doing what's called a callover. A callover is really a special event held by the court and they often get uh, very senior uh, judges um, or judges from different states. I know that we actually have the chief judge of the Federal Circuit Court, who is also our Chief Justice of our Family Court, and that is the Honourable Judge Alstergren, who is coming up at the beginning of August in our Brisbane registry to assist in this callover. So a callover is a special court event whereby the court lists a number of matters that are not already listed for or allocated a trial date, and they're placed before a judge or a senior registrar. The purpose of the callover is to list your matter for a court date uh, for your trial, but it also has another purpose and that is to try and assist the parties where the court can in relation to obtaining a resolution of their matter and diverting their matter to dispute resolution if it's possible or necessary. There's a large number of matters that are listed on the day and so there's no real time to enter into arguments or any outstanding issues because of the large number of matters before the court. And like I said, they use the day to assist parties to resolve any cases and that can be done in a number of ways, including giving the parties an indication of what might happen at a trial so the parties can negotiate a settlement on that day rather than proceed to a trial. They can ask questions to determine if the matter might resolve by referral to dispute resolution. Prior to the callover, parties or their legal representatives, if they have lawyers, will need to complete a questionnaire and they need to be completely prepared for the matter. The judges will ask a lot of questions um, and that is to assist the court to narrow the issues in dispute where possible. The judge on the day has the ability to order parties to attend dispute resolution and there are usually mediators who act on a pro bono basis um, on that day that are at the court. They're on standby um, and they actually use these days to assist um, in dispute resolution there and then um, if possible. If the matter is suitable for dispute resolution but not able to be attended on that day, then the judge might order a conference on another date and mandate the party's attendance at that dispute resolution conference. If your matter is a property matter, then the court may order the attendance at an arbitration, um, which is essentially a process whereby a property matter is presented to an independent arbitrator who has the power to make a final decision about the division of property. Their decision called an award is registered with the court and it's made final, the same as if it was an order from the judge. We might speak more about the arbitration process generally later. The court also asks for parties or their lawyers, if they're represented, to attend this callover with a precise minute of order um, that the parties are proposing by way of final orders. And again, that's to assist whether there can be any negotiations or reaching of final agreements on that day. Some of the things, um, if you're a self-represented litigant, that you might want to be aware of in attending these callovers are things like this. 
How many days of hearing will the matter take if a trial is necessary? No, when the original application was filed. Some of these applications in this call over, um, well, most of them, they're designed for applications that have been before the court for um, 18 months or so already. Have a think about your witnesses and whether there's any geographical implications for the parties themselves or any of the witnesses you're going to call to attend upon that trial. Know how many witnesses you tend to call, the name of the witnesses and the evidence they're likely to give. It may be the case that the judge might disagree that every witness you think is relevant in your matter should be called at a trial because obviously that prolongs a trial. So have a think about whether the evidence is really necessary from that witness and be in a position to tell the judge on the day what evidence they're going to give and why they are necessary. If you've had a family report done in your matter, make sure you know the date that that family report was done and whether perhaps you need to indicate to the judge that an updated family report needs to be done. There might be a family report that's, you know, over 12 months old and that might need to be updated before the matter can proceed to a trial. Make sure you know the significant factual issues in dispute that need a judge determination. So what are the issues? Is it that one parent wants a week about and the other parent wants alternate weekends? So that's an issue about the time the children spend with each parent. Is it about parental responsibility, where one parent seeks equal shared parental responsibility and the other parent seeks sole parental responsibility by virtue of some allegations of risk of harm? If your matter is a property matter, know your values, know the values in dispute. If there's any expert evidence that's required for a trial, um, such as reports or valuations, when can it be expected that those things will be available for the court? If, for example, your matter is a parenting matter and there's really urgent issues about a child's enrolment in school for the upcoming year, tell the judge that so that they can triage their matters that are currently waiting for trial and allocate appropriate dates for them. One of the biggest things that the court tries to um, implement by doing these call-over days is settlements of matters, is, is narrowing issues of dispute. So if you're attending the call over as a self-represented litigant, or even if you are attending and you have a lawyer, please attend with a mindset of how you can settle your matter. If you can reach an agreement that day and you don't need a trial, your matter can be finalised that day um, by handing up of some consent orders. Trials are really, really expensive. They're emotional. Um, they take time. Um, and the courts do really try to emphasise and give parties some direction through the dispute resolution process um, where at all possible. And that's not because the courts don't want to deal with the matter. It's because the courts really genuinely try to make parties come to their own agreements and have some control about their own outcomes of their matter. Um, and, of course, it saves time. It saves everyone time. It saves the court time. It saves you time. If you can't get a settlement to that day and there's no other avenue available uh, to you or your matter other than a judicial determination, uh, then your matter will continue down the path of a trial and, in course, a trial date will be allocated to your matter. If you're a self-represented litigant and you've received notifications from the court about this call-over, um, don't hesitate to book in with us for a free initial consultation. 
um, we can give you some ideas um, and some information that's going to assist you to prepare yourself for the attendance that day. And of course, if you've been self-representing and navigating the matter yourself, and it's now coming to sort of the the pointy end of your matter, and you seek some legal assistance in trying to negotiate um, and get someone to advocate and drive those negotiations for you with the other party or the other party solicitor, then, of course, that's something we can also help you with. So get in touch with us and one of our fabulous lawyers over here at Collective Family Law Group are more than happy to assist. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective podcast brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.